So grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, our theme during this Lenten season has been to see Jesus as a true man. Indeed, a man who can identify with our sufferings, a man who understands the, the feelings that we have, a man who knows just what you and I are going through. And the topic for my sermon this evening is that Jesus loves. Hear those words again. Jesus loves. It's perhaps easy for us to, to think of God as being so far above us, so far separated from us in emotion, that maybe in our minds we think, well, he's kind of alien in a sense. And maybe sometimes when we're thinking about God, we just kind of think, you, you know, He's just so far above. What is His love really like? Does it even have any basis in human love? But yet, I, I say it again this evening. Jesus loves you. He has that very human emotion within his heart when he's thinking about you. Now you might ask, well, you know, what, what is love really? What is that truly like? And as I thought about it during this previous week, I really came to the conclusion, you know, love is really that thing you experienced as you were perhaps raising your own children. Or when you had nieces and nephews over to your house, you know. That wonder that you saw within their eyes, that expectation that they were completely safe in your care. As you yourself began to teach them something new, perhaps it was something you had the privilege of, of showing them for the very first time. And maybe it was even on the slide. We said, here, Try this chocolate. And maybe your two-year-old niece or nephew or son or daughter had never had chocolate before, but under your care, you, you slid them a little bit of chocolate, you know, and, and they put it in their mouth, and whoa! Their eyes lit up, you know? Something so very simple could produce wonder in the eyes of a child. 
And then they say, can we do that again? Let's do it again. Now, you know, as uh, adults, you know, we get a little bit older, we get a little bit jaded, and, you know, maybe we kind of get into a daily grind, even at times, and it's yeah, easy for us to kind of lose some of that wonder, isn't it? I, I can kind of remember the, the first time I, I, I took my, my son Mark and, and Andrew out into the front yard to play football. And, you know, they were just little guys. They were probably maybe, you know, five and three or something like that. And we had one of those little peewee footballs, you know. And boy, we went out there and we just had a blast. And it, it was so much fun and you know you can see in their eyes wow you know it put a good memory within them that they really liked the football and it was probably the same for Scott as well but you know as we you know grow a little bit older I can kind of see now looking at looking at this previous football season where you know Scott had arrived at that place where he started varsity and he's playing both sides of the ball and he's out there on the field and I can see this particular year there were days he was kind of run down. There are days after the game when he no longer really had a big smile on his face, but he just was kind of spent, you know. But given his all, and yeah, maybe the little false football team didn't quite get the victory that day. Uh, you, you and I have been there too, haven't we? And perhaps that, that thing, you know, that you love, that you enjoy, that gave you that sense of, of wonder, there came a day when the, the polish was kind of rubbed off a little bit. It was kind of tough. But dear friends, again, we go back to that sense of wonder. I believe that is what Jesus feels in his heart for each of us. You know, having those new experiences, that, that young person as they grow in years, when people around are, are kind to them, when they have good teachers, when they're raised in a, a responsible community, when they, they partake in, in wholesome activities, and when they, they go for the, the first time to do a certain thing and it is that wow feeling. That, that, that kind of a thing, you know, let's do it again. One of my favorite Christian comedians, he, he tells a story about his daughter standing there on, on the steps and he's waiting down below. And, and at first he, he's kind of puzzled, and he's like, well, you know what, why, why are you on, on the stairs, honey? And, and she says, well, I, I, I kind of think maybe I, I'd like to jump. And he said to her, well, I'm, I'm here, I will catch you. 
And then she said, well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of scared, Dad. And then he said, that's all right, that's all right. I will catch him. And so she finally gathered up her, her nerve and, you know, she, she jumped off the stairs and he says, you know, she was screaming all the way down, but he safely caught her at the bottom of the stairs. And then she said, Let's do it again. And dear friends, that is the love that Christ has for us. As he came into this world and as he was growing in years, he too had that wonderful sense of wonder. He too was able to experience things in this world for the first time and to feel joy in those experiences. Yes, the Bible tells us he had to grow. And I, I don't fully understand how that took place, but you know, if the Bible says it, I believe it. It says our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he grew in wisdom and in knowledge and in favor with God and man. You see, he, he didn't just, you know, come out of the womb, you know, knowing all things, but rather somehow, I don't know how, but somehow his intellect, you know, was that of a little baby at one time. And then as he grew in years, he got to experience his first step. And he got to experience it his first birthday party. And he got to have all of those wonderful experiences, yes, under the care of very loving parents. He was nurtured. And he had a, a good circle of people around him. And there, there was safety. Now when you, when you think about it, that's why at the age of 12, he got left behind in Jerusalem. It wasn't because Mary and Joseph were just careless. But it was because they had a good group of people around them. They knew that Jesus would be safe with whoever it might be he was traveling home with. They didn't have a, a lot of the, the concerns, the, the doubts that perhaps we have in our present day. They could let him go outside and play with his friends without worry. They could let him, like perhaps you and I were raised, you know. At the age of 10, I could take my pet dog out in the Rocky Mountains in Colorado, and I could be gone for two or three hours. And it wasn't my parents were careless, oh my. It was, in fact, that we had that sense of safety, wasn't it? that things in our community were okay. In fact, it, it was when I, I was a, a young man that, that our, our community of 
uh, it was 28,000 at, at the time, experienced the, the first murder that had taken place in recorded history in our community. And of course it, it was an outsider that came in from some other state and he was traveling through and so it went. But we had that sense of safety. We had that sense of wonder. Things are good. And so when we look into the eyes of those little ones, we can really see what love is like, I think. <coughs> Doing something for the first time. Having a positive outcome. Even being able to jump off the stairs and scream all the way down but to be caught in your daddy's arms. And then to say, let's do it again. Now, dear friends, when our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ looks into each and every one of our lives, he has that very same sense of wonder. He has that bubbling enthusiasm. He has that joy within his heart. There is one of mine. There is my son. There is my daughter. They're going to do some really neat things in this world. And I love them so very much. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he was a true man. And he had that same sense of wonder that each of us, well, we had it as young children at least, right? He has that great confidence. He has that smile that just kind of stretches across from ear to ear. There's one of mine. And dear friends, on this particular night especially, we remember that great love. As our Lord and Savior also knew beforehand all that would befall him. From the time that Adam and Eve committed their sin in the garden and the world was changed forever. God needed to make a way. He needed to make a way so that you and I could come back home to him. And nearly right away in the Holy Scripture, it's recorded that God came to Adam and Eve and he said, you know what, you're going to have 
a son. And your son is going to be able to crush the head of Satan. And Satan is going to strike at, at the heel of your son. Of course, Adam and Eve, they, they had Cain and they had Abel. And of course, we know the, the tragic story of how, you know, Cain killed Abel. And then they had Seth. And as you kind of closely read through the Old Testament, and, you know, there is Eve and she's given birth to Seth. And she almost seems to believe that Seth will be the Messiah. That he's already here. That it's already happening. But now, we had to wait until the fullness of time, the Bible says. Well, yes, uh, the offspring of Seth, certainly Jesus Christ our Lord, going down through the ages, comes into this world. But you know, at least from that time in history, Jesus knew what was coming. As the prophecies began to be made by the great prophets of old, as they began to unfold down through the ages, Jesus always knew what the outcome was going to be. Have you ever had to, to face something hard? You know, certainly it's not going to be like the crucifixion, but have you ever had to face something hard? You knew that it was going to happen. You knew that it was going to take place. You knew that you didn't feel that good about it. It wasn't really that positive inside, but the day was coming. Maybe you had to retire from a job that you really loved. Maybe you had to move at some point in your life because the banker was foreclosing on your house. Maybe a, a job that you really cared about, maybe the employer was going out of business and you knew, here I come to my last day. I'm going to put in my last hour. There's nothing that I can do to change it. And, and yeah, you know, as, as we say, we, you know, soldiered through. You get ready for that, you know, deployment uh, in the armed forces, separation from family and, and friends. You, you don't know what the conditions are, are going to be. Maybe there, there's not going to be a lot of safety in the place where you're going. And you get in the taxi cab. And it takes you to the airfield. And there you go. Well, dear friends, when Jesus came into this world, it, it wasn't just something unknown that he was going to do. And it wasn't just something kind of unpleasant. As he said, yeah, it, it's great being the king, and now I have to lay that down and just kind of go be a common person. Oh, uh, yeah, I won't, won't have my, you know, 3,000 TV stations anymore. But Jesus 
knew he was going to die. And he knew exactly what that death would be. He knew it would be crucifixion. And he knew that he would experience great pain. And he knew that he would be betrayed by someone close to him. One of his inner circle. He knew that people that ought to have loved him would mock him and ridicule him. He knew that he would be spat upon, that he would be beaten. The prophet Isaiah had prophesied that his face would be so disfigured that no one would recognize him. He understood the suffering that he would go through. And yet, dear friends, he came for us anyway. That is how much Jesus loves you. He loves as we understand love to be. It wasn't just his duty. For you and I, we know the difference between love and between duty, don't we? You see, when you love another person, yeah, there's kind of a, a smile, there's kind of an enthusiasm, there's something that kind of carries you along. But when you do your duty, well, there's a discipline, right? There's a, there's a hardness. There's a, a sense that other people are perhaps depending upon me that I must do this thing. It is necessary. And then maybe we pat ourselves on the back and we say, yeah, I got broad shoulders. I can handle it. But no, Jesus loved us. Jesus came to this world out of that great love for us. When Jesus hung upon the cross, when he forced himself to remain there, It was because he loves. He loves so very much. He died upon that tree to open the way to heaven for you and for me. Amen. Now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your heart and mind now and always. Amen.